This is the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast with your host, Big Bad Boris. Welcome to the latest edition of the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast on the Love Wrestling Podcasting Network. My name is Big Bad Boris, and I'm joined by a young man that I actually just only met Maybe a couple of months ago, but I, I quite enjoy being around. I think he's a nice dude. Uh, TJ Cannon. TJ, what the hell's going on? How's it going, man? I'm excited to be here. I've been uh, wanting to be a guest on your podcast for a while now. So exciting. For years and, for years, and years right? Honestly, the last like about a year and a half I've been listening to you. So yeah, I'd say a couple of years now. Ever since you so. were a young, young child. Yes, a young and of 22 <laughs> years old. There you go. All right. So, you're, yes, you're a very young man. I think that's cool. Uh, so I want to kind of let's go in our time machine and go back to kind of the beginning uh, of where you kind of first discovered the wrestling thing. And when you first kind of decided this was something that you wanted to do. No, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually a second generation wrestler. Oh. Uh, my father was a pro wrestler in Winnipeg. So I, uh, I've basically been around the business my entire life. So it was, uh, it was bound to happen. I say that I, I joined myself. I was not um, aware I started of that. Tre- yeah. Uh, honestly, it's not something that a lot of people in Alberta are aware just cause he wasn't, uh, he wasn't very prominent in the scene out here, but back in Manitoba, he's pretty well known, but yeah, that's kind of how I got my start was just basically through my dad and my dad, uh, basically bred me into it. It felt like, so what was the name? TJ Bratt. It was his name. It doesn't yeah. ring a bell. No disrespect intent. Okay, so no. that kind of changes everything for you then. So so how early were you kind of smartened up then to things? Like were you a younger kid watching your dad get beat up and get scared or, or were you smartened up pretty early? So uh, I kind of like – I was smartened up early. I knew uh, I knew wrestling was what basically the, the acts that we're putting on. I knew that uh, that was a thing. But I honestly kind of – even with my dad being in the business, I still kind of – stayed oblivious to it all just so I could stay a fan, you know what I mean? So I could mm-hmm. actually enjoy it still. But uh, I mean, like, I remember the CM Punk storyline with John Cena where he was threatening to leave or whatever. I full-blown thought that was real, and I was, <laughs> I think, 13, 14. So um, I, I still believe for sure, but my dad definitely let me in on uh, some of the, uh, I guess, the the black magic tricks of it, I guess. But I think that can make things a lot more fun, and I think that's one of the things that's kind of... Uh, but not not a shame, but just t- has taken a little bit of the fun, a little bit of the mystique out of things is, is you know, the lack of kayfabe. I remember when I was, I'm, I'm obviously substantially older than you. And, and like watching back when I was growing up in like the 80s, you know, I, I bought things hook, line and sinker when uh, Hulk, or, or Andre tore the necklace off of Hogan. I thought it was the biggest betrayal in the world. And I think that's some of the, the mystique that's gone now. No, no, definitely. And even now with me wrestling, it's very much so hard to, to pull myself out of that and watch as a fan now because I'm just I'm, I'm studying constantly mm-hmm. when I watch wrestling. So it's hard to some like I went to one of my first actually indie shows uh, where I was working on um, since I started wrestling. And it, it was nice to actually just get back and just like relax and actually have fun and enjoy it as a fan. You know what I mean? Because um, as a wrestler, I feel like I don't get to do that often. So looking back uh i'm glad i kind of got to do that as a child rather than uh kind of just fully not believing if that makes sense like it, it, the 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 what's the word i guess the the wool was wasn't pulled over my eyes at yeah. such a young age i kind of knew what was happening but i'm glad i still kind of had fun with it 
So how long have you been uh, actively competing? So I had my first match um, October 30th of 2020. Um, but with like the pandemic and stuff, I was really only wrestling like once every like three months during that time. Mm -hmm. But I started basically wrestling full time, I'd say last November. So for about a year now, I've been going every weekend. Okay, right on. So who did the training then? Obviously, your dad trained you. Was there some other folks that had a hand in that? Or Actually, uh, funny enough, my dad had zero uh, zero hand in training me. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. So I uh, when I first started getting the itch to wrestle, um, it was in 2018. I was still living in Winnipeg at the time. So I actually got trained by AJ Sanchez for a while. Mm, okay. Um, AJ Sanchez, uh, if you haven't seen him, he's a great, great big oh, yeah. man. Uh, I love his work. Um, yeah, one of the best guys out of Manitoba. So I did a couple months training with him and then I actually moved to Calgary. Um, and I wanted to go to land storm school, but he ended up actually shutting down when I moved out here. So mm. I had to find a different route and I ended up getting linked up with, uh, Bruce Hart and I got trained by Bruce Hart essentially. So did your dad have any kind of trepidations on you getting involved or was he all for it right from the get go? So my dad growing up, uh, my dad always told me he didn't want me to be a wrestler just because my dad knows the wrestling business and he knows sometimes how tough it could be on your body and just even the environment isn't always the friendliest. So he definitely wanted to protect me from that. But once I uh, decided to jump in, he was all for it and he's been nothing but supportive uh, this entire time. So very, uh, very grateful for that. So how how was your training with Bruce then? Because that's that's something that not a lot of people you know, lately can say, cause you know, the hearts haven't done really a lot of training necessarily since like the dungeon heydays. And then like that second generation of guys like Duke Durango and them. So how would you characterize your training? What was some of the things that you took from that, that you really enjoyed and that you carry with you? The, the one thing I really, I, I enjoyed a lot about Bruce. Um, Bruce has so many stories and I love hearing wrestling stories. Like it's one of my favorite things to just sit down and actually listen to the vets talk. So uh, after every drill we would do, it almost seems like that would spark like a memory of uh, Bruce. So he would go into uh, just a, not not a rant, but he would like literally <laughs> just start talking about all the the memories he would have and such. And it was really cool hearing that because uh, me being out in Winnipeg, I wasn't really the biggest Stampede fan. So just hearing some of the stories about Stampede out here was really cool because I got to learn about that. But uh, now that you say that, it's kind of cool to think that I actually might be one of the the few last people that are actually trained by bruce hart because it doesn't really seem like he's uh doing much training anymore so i don't think that stampede really went out to winnipeg if anyone's out there they correct me if i'm wrong but i don't i don't believe they ventured out that far <laughs> no they never they definitely never did but uh that being said that's kind of why it was just kind of off my radar you know what i mean like i definitely knew what stampede was but i never uh really researched it as a kid um but once i moved out here and i heard uh obviously all the stories about it I definitely learned more about it. And then to actually hear the stories come to life when Bruce was telling about it, it was pretty cool. So when was the last time that your dad stepped into a ring and had a match? Has it been quite some time or? I, uh, I want to say 2016, he kind of had a, okay. a one-off match, but he officially retired. I want to say in 2013. So it's so been a while. So we're not looking to see like a TJ Cannon and, and father uh, tag team match. Cause I'm, I'm fantasy booking now. Uh, son of Irish and the Irishman against TJ Cannon and TJ Cannon Sr. That that would be cool. <laughs> I I, uh, I know that there's a uh, there's a promotion out in Winnipeg that I work uh, pretty heavily for, uh, Primo's Wrestling. 
Mm-hmm. And they want to, they've been asking me to do some stuff with my dad, but I've just been wanting to do it when the time's right. I uh, just wanted to kind of get my footing in there before I pulled the trigger on it. And uh, you never know, it might happen in the future. Is he into it? Oh yeah. He's completely down for it. It's uh, I think he's more on or less down to like manage me rather than okay. uh, yeah. wrestle, but just cause I'm, I'm not too sure if that's really uh, something he wants to do again, but I'm sure if the cards are played right, it would happen. I think it's really great to have that kind of support system, especially someone like, you know, your father who's been through it and kind of knows what it's all about. Cause when you talk about successes and setbacks and tribulations and he can absolutely empathize with what you're going through. No, exactly. And not even to really just get into like certain details, but like there's been parts of my career now where it's, it, it's spitting image of what's happened to my dad. So it's, it's very easy to get that advice and, um, and just basically uh, get an understanding for like what's happening and why it's happening. So like I said, very fortunate to have that uh, kind of, he's also my dad, but he's also kind of a mentor role in that way too, where I can ask him any question I want and I'm going to get that straight up answer. Right on. So as you're growing up, uh, obviously, you know, with, with a father figure in the wrestling, uh, what, who are some of the other guys that you watched maybe on TV or even locally that you kind of influence you that maybe you wanted to take some of their style from? Yeah, definitely. So uh, being from Winnipeg, I'll just start off the bat. I'm very clearly a huge Chris Jericho uh, fan. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're from there, it's kind of hard not to be a Chris Jericho fan, kind of like the Bret Hart and Calgary uh, thing. It's Chris Jericho, just to me, always over the top with his persona. And that's kind of that's what I was always kind of drawn to as a kid is is over the top personas. Um but now, even so, like I do a couple of his moves and stuff as an homage to him, and I'm starting to like even have a few character ideas for Jericho. The more stuff I go back and like watch with his WCW stuff, so definitely Jericho is a giant influence on me. Um, not too many local guys, to be honest, that I really try and model myself off of, besides maybe my dad. But even that, I try and like, uh, even if I do something uh, that's like my dad, I try and do it with my own spin. Um, but yeah, honestly, Jericho was my go-to. And then growing up, I was honestly just really into the the guys with masks. So I was really, really? into Kane, okay. um, Rey Mysterio. Um, I was a very big superhero fan growing up. So I, I, I must have something to do with that. I was just always into masks. Um, even now that I actually look at like my body, I have a lot of faces tattooed on me. So that probably has something to do with that. Uh, but yeah, it was just mainly the, the cool like the over the top personas and like the over top, like ring ring gear is kind of what I went to as a kid. So just like colorful things that catch your eye. Exactly. Yeah. The more, the more colorful you could be, you had my attention. So it's funny that you mentioned Jericho because uh, Jack pride, who you are kind of betrothed with right now in LPW, also a big Chris Jericho guy. No, absolutely. And uh, Jack rides become one of my closest friends in this business. And, uh, I think it started with, because we both asked each other what our favorite match is of all time, and it's actually the same match. It's Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 19. And, uh, yeah, he's a huge Jericho fan, so it's 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 nice to be able to sit back and talk about Jericho matches with uh, Pride. Well, that's definitely not a, not a bad match to be a big fan of, for sure. Uh, we're going to go to your first track right now. And when you sent me in your picks for your, your songs, I was, I was very surprised. I did not get what I thought I was going to get, which is one of the things that I think is really, really cool about uh, uh, this podcast. So the first track we're going to go to 
is uh, a track called Me, Myself, and I by g Easy, And I did not expect to to have hip-hop coming from you, but again, that's just maybe me being close-minded or whatever. So explain to me why, uh, why you picked this song. So, yeah, that's honestly something I get all the time. I don't look like I listen to rap. I don't really listen look like i listen to that style of music but i do um g easy to me uh i really like g easy just for his mentality he has he's always striving to work harder uh he basically had to grind from the bottom to get where he's at and to me that's just something i've always kind of like uh i look at it as, as like kind of like a role model type deal and this song me myself and i i kind of i feel like a lot of the wrestlers probably like have felt that where it's just it's just them sometimes like I'm on my own in Alberta right now. I have no family out here, so it's 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 tough a lot. And this song's very much so about focusing on yourself while you 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 chase your dreams. You know what I mean? So that's why I picked this song. Right on. All right, so we're gonna go to that now. This is G Easy. This is me, myself, and I on the Punk and Pro Drivers podcast. Uh, and as far as I can see, I just need privacy. Plus a whole lot of tree, fuck all this modesty. I just need space to do me, get a world what they're trying to see. A Stella Maxwell right beside of me. A Ferrari, I'm buying three. A closet of Saint Laurent, get what I want when I want, cause his hunger is driving me, yeah. I just need to be alone, I just need to be at home Understand what I'm speaking on, if time is money I need a loan But regardless, I'll always keep keeping on Fuck fake friends, we don't take L's, we just make M's While y'all follow, we just make trends I'm right back to work when that break ends Yeah. Ooh, it's just me, myself and I Solo ride until I die Cause I got me for life Got me for life, I'm trying to be cool, but I may just go apes Just say fuck y'all to all of y'all faces It changes though now that I'm famous Everyone knows how this lifestyle is dangerous But I love it, the rush is amazing Celebrate nightly and everyone rages I found how to cope with my anger So I'm swimming in money Swimming in liquor, my liver is muddy But it's all good, I'm still sipping this bubbly This shit is lovely, this shit ain't random I didn't get lucky, made it right here Cause I'm sick with it, cutty They all take the money for granted But don't wanna work for it, tell me now isn't it funny? It's just me, myself, and I Solo ride until I die Cause I got me for life Got me for life I don't need a hand to hold Even when the night is cold I got that fire in my soul
too cold to break No, I'm great, but I'm broke as hell Having dreams that I'm folding cake All my life I've been told to wait But I'ma get it now, nah, yes, no debate yeah. It's just me, myself, and I Solo ride until I die Cause I got me for life Got me for life, yeah. I don't need a hand to hold Even when the night is cold I got that fire in my soul Is G Easy me myself and I the first pick from TJ Cannon? Uh, you say that you're you're in Calgary, kind of all by your lonesome here. Uh, who's who's kind of has anybody kind of adopted you and taken you in and made sure you're okay? You got a roof and a blanket and some food. Yeah, so no, I I got my own place. I live on my own. I have been since I moved out here, but uh, I definitely have uh, I've made a lot of close friends in this wrestling uh, community. Um, which honestly, it feels like a family away from my hometown. So I'm very blessed for that. Uh, funny enough, they're my on-screen family, but right now I'm very close with uh, Marcy Specialist and Jack Pride. Um, so they've definitely made it uh, pretty homey out here. So uh, very grateful for those two. Yeah, both good guys, uh, both uh, past guests on this podcast as well. Um, you talked about uh, kind of beginning your career uh, during the pandemic, do you think that that kind of maybe hindered your growth just in terms of not being able to to get in front of crowds as much as you would have liked? Oh, definitely. Like um, I definitely sometimes uh, like even question where I would be at uh, right now if the pandemic didn't happen. But it, it's tough to kind of think that way sometimes. For instance, even before the pandemic, I was in like terrific shape. I was in a lot better shape than I am now. But then the gym shut down and I kind of just all left. So there's always a lot of what ifs, uh, a question about that time period. But I'm super stoked with basically what I've done in the last year of my career that I don't like looking back too much because I've done a lot of cool things this year. And I, I'd hate for those things not to have happened if I'd taken a d- different route during the pandemic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think there's anything like positive that came out of the pandemic in terms of your career? Like I've been trying to rack my brain to think if there's anything that 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 it made better. But I don't know if, if there's a good answer for that. Honestly, I will say um, just because like it allowed me to refocus, to be honest, because um, like I said, when I got to Calgary, uh, Lance Storm School wasn't uh, wasn't operating anymore. So I had to find another like route to get to uh, training. And I was working retail at the time during the pandemic. And um, the malls didn't really close in Alberta, unfortunately. I think they closed for about a month. And then after that, we were open the entire time. So I had a lot of time just to, to think. And I was standing in a mall just really unhappy with myself. Just like, what am I doing with my life? And then I just kind of went balls to the wall in wrestling. And I haven't looked back since. So I definitely do think that's a positive. It gave a lot of time to people to reflect on what they want to do with their lives. So so did yeah. you did you go to Calgary with the intention of going to Lance Storm School and then realize that Lance's was closed once you got there? That's the vibe I'm getting, or am I misunderstanding? So essentially, I moved out here. Um, once I moved out here, I essentially just tried getting my footing uh, once I got my footing, I was saving up for the school. And then mm. basically I was about a thousand dollars away from getting 
two set uh, goal. And then he decided he's, he's shutting down. So <laughs> it was just a uh, really unfortunate timing. And that that's really all it was. Well, I admire you kind of, uh, you know, that, that could be a, a pretty major setback for somebody. So I admire the fact that you immediately looked for, for other roads and you just kept going, trying to go forward. No, it's, it's honestly one of those things. If you, if, if you, uh, if you really want it, you'll find a way, you know what I mean? And that's, that's one thing I think the pandemic even improved. There was like a lot of promotions that were finding a way to present wrestling in that time period too. Right. So I feel like wrestling just likes to spark under people's asses and they'll do whatever it takes to do it. Yeah. Once you get bit by the bug, sometimes there's no going back. Thousand percent, thousand percent. I agree with that. So you're in the middle of something that I think is really cool going on in love pro wrestling right now with, uh, with Jack pride. We saw you make your debut. Uh, I believe it was last month in, in a scramble match and you kind of took a bullet for, for Jack. And, and I'm thinking, I'm really interested to see the way that this story is going to progress. No, I'm uh, very intrigued. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we got a lot of cool stuff uh, planned and uh, yeah, you never know what us two, uh, I guess us three now, cause you, you saw, Mars the specialist leave with us last show actually. Yes. So you never know yeah. uh you never know what us three are gonna have tucked up our sleeves and uh you never know where you'll see us. So uh very uh very honestly looking forward to the future with uh us three. I think we're gonna cause some havoc and we're gonna do it in the best way possible. I think that uh, Jack Pride is is one performer and one character that I think's really flourished in uh, LPW. We saw him come aboard in PWA towards the end of the PWA run, and I don't want to say the end like it's not coming back because, quite frankly, I have no idea what the hell's going on. So don't ask me because I don't know. But uh, he, yeah, in LPW, he's got a chance to, to kind of dig his teeth into some things, and he's been kind of given the ball and he's really run with it. And he's somebody that I've been a big fan of since I, I met him when he came into PWA. I had heard some things about him and and when i met him uh i thought he was a really really good guy i quite like being around him and then seeing him in the ring also very very talented so i think the sky's the limit for him and i think that he's being featured very well and i think that uh, this storyline going forward is going to be a lot of fun no a thousand exactly you you hit it uh the the nail in the head with jack he's definitely one of i I hate saying this because i don't i don't put him on this uh kind of tier but i'd say he's one of the most underrated wrestlers in alberta right now uh, I feel like people should be talking about Jack Pride more than they do. And the fact that I get to align with them and maybe even get people talking about us together, uh, I'm super stoked. And even on a mentor side, he's he's helped me a lot. Um, I've been to a few provinces with them now, so I travel across Canada with the guy. Uh, and I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. Like I said, he's one of my best friends. So Jack Pride, uh, yeah, I'm team Pride all the way. Well, it's the it's the celebration, uh, the Jack Pride podcast uh, this week. Um, so when you're not uh, doing doing the shoot job and, and and you know doing doing the wrestling thing, what kind of other things are, are you into? What is what makes TJ Cannon tick? Honestly, I just uh, I have a dog. I love my dog to death. Uh, his name <laughs> okay. is Motley, so <laughs> he takes up uh, takes up a lot of my time. He's yeah, he's definitely my best friend out here. Like I said, I don't have family very much out here, so. Uh, Motley is definitely my family here, so I'm definitely always walking him. Besides that, I like reading a lot. Um, I watch a lot of trashy uh, reality TV shows. Okay, um, like what? I'm a huge, huge, huge Big Brother fan, to be honest. Okay, uh, I haven't yeah, watched the past uh, few years, but the first, oh god, 16 or 17, I, I watch pretty religiously, and uh, um. But I haven't watched the last couple. But yeah, that's where where uh, Luchasaurus. I always thought it was really cool to exactly. see him kind of come out of that. Also, you know, Jesse Goddard did did pretty well as also. 
No, there's been a few of them. Like, uh, uh, I think Psycho Sid's kid was on there. Oh, too, that's Frank. right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. There's been a few of them. There was even, uh, I'm not too sure his name, but there was a Canadian indie guy actually on that Canadian uh, Big Brother. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but then they cut that season short because of COVID. So, uh, yeah, no, definitely love Big Brother. It's definitely, uh, it's funny. Sometimes you could, I, I hate to say it, you could see the comparisons between a wrestling locker room and the Big Brother house. Oh, absolutely, so yeah. It's, it's very, uh, very entertaining. So if you got the call from Big Brother Canada saying, hey, TJ Canada, we want you to go in there, would you jump at it? Funny enough, I'll kind of be a little newsbreaker right here. I was actually a semifinalist to be on their show this year, but they oh, said no really? to me. Yeah, they- I went through a complete audition process. I had uh, I had a couple uh, interviews with some casting agency people at a global and stuff. It was very close to happening, but they said uh, I wasn't the, the piece of the puzzle they were looking for this year. So hopefully oh. next year. Interesting. So what's yeah. what's what's the strategy, or do you not want to do you not want to spill the beans to me? I had a couple strategies. Uh, honestly, I just, I just, you know, be everybody's friend and then uh, just kind of coast around. And then once uh, you're halfway through the season, just start uh, going balls to the wall with competitions. So you know the heels. I mean? So no heel turn halfway through. Depends. We got to see who I'm working with. You're not going to have your own see. funeral. No, I. If anything, I would kind of do like a festival of friendship thing. You know what I mean? Like kind of oh. like KO and uh, Jericho did. I see but. this guy's thinking this guy's thinking. All right. So so I'm gonna segue using your 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 puppy. What kind of puppy is it? He is an Aussie doodle. What the hell is that? <laughs> an Australian shepherd mixed with a poodle. So he doesn't really? shed, he doesn't make yeah, he's uh you can't be allergic to him. So that's why uh that's why I got him. Yeah. Score. So uh we're gonna go to your second track now. And I like what I like about your picks is you kind of you went to kind of completely opposite ends of the spectrum, so to speak, in music. Uh, your second pick is Take Me to the Top by uh, Motley Crue. Uh, tell me why you picked this one. So I'm a huge Motley Crue fan, uh, as you can tell by me naming my dog Motley. Um, and I actually, funny enough, used this song as my very first entrance music uh, when I came out for my debut match. So I only used this once. Um, and honestly, just the message, take me to the top. I want to go as far as I can and I'm going to do whatever I have to, to get there. So did you get a chance to come down here for the big stadium show a little while ago? I wish I wanted to, but unfortunately it was not in my, uh, it wasn't in the plans. Uh, I hear Vince Neil, it doesn't quite have it anymore, but I'm sure it was still a good time. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've seen a couple videos surfing around, but here's the thing. I'll go back and listen to them when they were in their prime. You know, I don't want to ruin it for myself. Uh, did you see the Dirt movie on on Netflix? I did, and I absolutely loved it. I was really surprised. Like, I'm not like exactly a Molly Crew historian or anything, but you know, you know the the basics and stuff. And I thought the movie w- was really, really good. I really quite enjoyed it. I've actually gone back and watched it again just because I liked it so much. And as much as I think Machine Gun Kelly's kind of a schmuck, I think he killed it. I was literally just going to say MGK killed it as Tommy Lee, and that was like shocking to me because that was the one question mark I was actually uncertain of what going into that film and uh i honestly think they knocked it out of the park did you read the book i have i read the book when i was like in high school it's been a while currently right now i'm actually rereading tommy land which is just tommy lee's book so yeah uh it's got some wild stories in that I'm gonna say, even if like a quarter of the stories of that are are, are true, then like what a what a life! The fact that those guys are all still still here and kicking is pretty wild. 
No, exactly. I, I'd say they, uh, if there's anybody else that partied uh, as hard as they did in the 80s, it was the wrestlers. So, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So, we're going to go to Take It to the Top. This is Bomb the Crew on the Punk and Proud Evans podcast. Almighty Molly Crew, 
the second pick from uh, TJ Cannon on the Punk and Potterverse podcast. You mentioned earlier that was your music for your first ever match. I love talking about first matches. Tell me about your first match. Was it uh, Amazing Five Star Classic or Massive Drizzling Trainwreck? Honestly, it went uh, it went decently well. Um, the the cool story behind it, honestly, the the story behind it is a lot more cooler than the actual match. Um, I did a seminar for Josh Alexander the night before. Okay. And uh, the promoter of RCW was essentially, uh, he asked um, Josh Alexander to pick which one of the students he thinks is ready to debut the next night. And Josh Alexander actually picked me. And then I got picked to get my ass beat the next night. So it was just a quick little five-minute squash match. But I credit it as uh, Steven Stiles. Okay. So... Uh, yeah, he beat the crap out of me in about five minutes. And uh, yeah, that honestly lit my fire and I've been going ever since. It's just good to kind of get the nerves out and all that kind of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. That was the one thing I'm very, uh, very stoked about that night was like, I kind of just, I didn't get a lot of wrestling in, but I got a lot of crowd play in. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was the definitely the one thing I was nervous about too. So I'm glad I kind of got it out right off the bat. Well, that's half the battle for sure. Um, do you watch a lot of wrestling in your free time? I do. I'm very uh, pretty active on uh, the current product, and I like to go back and watch some of the old stuff as well. So, what's what's catching your eye out there right now? Right now, um, I gotta say, my biggest intrigue is that Bray Wyatt storyline going on. No idea where they're going with that. Um, besides that, I'm patiently waiting for Cody Rhodes to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, besides that, honestly, AEW has kind of been uh, up and down for me. My favorite guy right now is out with an injury, so it's it's. I'm just kind of waiting for him to come back, and I'm sure my attention will go back to that. This is the part where uh, you say who that guy is. <laughs> that guy is Adam Cole. Oh Adam Cole yeah, that's apparently that. yeah, apparently that uh, that concussion is is seems like it was fairly serious. And I think Adam Cole's an interesting case because everybody loved him when he was at NXT, and now like I I read a lot of, uh, online. And and now he just gets shit on a lot because he's not in good shape and blah blah blah. And nothing's changed. He's doing the same old thing. And I don't. I just. I feel like the promotion around him changed, but he hasn't changed. But a lot of fans have kind of turned on him, and I don't really understand it. See me, I I kind of understand where they're coming from because in NXT he was like being shown as like a really like he was a threat in NXT. You know what I mean? And then you go to AEW and he's he's getting kissed on the cheek by his best friends and stuff, and you're kind of a comedy role. It it for a while it wasn't it was it wasn't uh it wasn't hitting with me either. So I, I was stoked when he kinda got to go on his own and then that big injury happened. So I, I'm just interested to see what they could do with him because I feel like uh they put the ball in his hand and he could run with it for miles. So Well, I'm hoping for his sake that uh, that he's gonna be healthy and he'll be back uh back in the ring ASAP. Um give us your social medias where we can find you online. Oh yeah, so uh, both my Instagram and my Twitter is real TJ Cannon. I'm very active on both of them, and then my Facebook—it's just a Facebook page that you like. It's just TJ Cannon, um, and that's all my social media. Uh, Pro a- Wrestling Tees as well. Sorry, I, I sell my merchandise on Pro Wrestling Tees uh, slash TJ Cannon. Hell yeah, make that money, right? Exactly, merch, merch. <laughs> um, uh, give us a list of uh, your upcoming bookings. Where can uh, we see you in the ring? So next couple of months uh, are going to be a little bit slow for me just because holiday season. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be working a few dates uh, with Can-Am Wrestling this month. I'm in Okotoks this Saturday with Can-Am. Um, 
And then just over the next few months, I'm going to have a bunch of uh, Can-Am dates in just numerous places, Calgary, uh, Okotoks again. I'm pretty sure they're going to a task win. Um, and then I have a booking in Winnipeg on December 16th. I'm excited to go back for the holidays, have a wrestling match there too. And then Love Wrestling, you're going to know the date better than me. When's the January one? January. I believe it's the 27th. The 27th. So you'll see me uh, in Love Wrestling in Edmonton. Looking forward to that. Always a great time. Okay, I'm going to double check that because you put me on the spot and I don't want to look like a shithead. Yes, no, Jan- yeah. January 27th will be uh, the day. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I don't like this long layoff. I like getting in there once a month and, and doing our thing. Right, but you, you got to take some time with the family sometimes, I guess, right? Absolutely. Uh, last but not least, what are some like the short-term goals and, and where do you see yourself in the next five years or so? My my uh, goals I have uh, going forward, um, I've basically done every province out west right now. From I've done BC, Alberta, uh, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. I want to go east now. I want to go as far out there as I can. I want to start with Ontario. I just want to get my name out there. I want to. I was one of the busiest wrestlers in Canada this year. Uh, I think it was in the top five. So right I just want to keep that a trend. I want to just keep going uh, wherever people will have me, and I just want to. I just want to take this train as far as it could go. You know what I mean? So awesome. Well, I want to thank you for taking some time to uh, hang out with me. I know we planned to try to do this last night, but you were actually working a, a Can-Am show last night. Were you not? I was. Yes. I had a match with Davey Disaster last night, a paddle on a pole match, actually. And I won. I got to smack him with the paddle. So, so everybody wins. Uh, except for Daisy, Davey Disaster. Well, you know, whatever. Who cares about that guy, right? Exactly. Uh, nah, not me. <laughs> all right thank you so much for hanging out with me this week i look forward to, to hooking back up with you again next month uh we are going to go out uh this week we're going to continue our our christmas uh, uh songs we're going to go to a song called cashing in on christmas by a band called bad news if you don't know anything about bad news uh you need to give it a google or ask me about it it's are you familiar with spinal tap i've heard of them or is it is it a band Spinal Tap was like a, a comedy band film project that was done by, I want to say, Rob Reiner many, many years ago. Bad News is kind of uh, of similar to that. It actually came out, I believe, actually before Spinal Tap. But it's like a British co- uh, comedy troupe that made a, a, like a glam metal band back in like the early 80s. It's super, super funny shit. They have a, a couple of really short films and a couple of albums out that are really, really hilarious. So if you like what you hear and you're intrigued, definitely check that out. Um, I'm not sure what's going on for next week. I I'm not sure if I'm going to try to if I'm going to take the rest of the year off and not do another podcast till January. We'll see who's around and who wants to hang out with me. Uh, if I don't do another one, thank you everybody so much for for this year and for checking out the show. And if I do, then we will talk to you guys all next week.